You are listening to the Delay and Pray podcast, episode number 14. Welcome to the Delay and Pray podcast, where certified Catholic and weight loss coach Beth Bubick teaches you how to permanently lose weight through spiritual fasting. Get ready to gain faith and lose weight through a joyful transformation of both body and soul. Now, your host, Beth, the Catholic Fasting Coach. Hello, my friends. I hope you're having a fantastic week. Today, I want to talk to you about prayer. Prayer is the foundation and essence of spiritual fasting, both inside and outside of Lent. Prayer is one of the three pillars of Lent, and the others, of course, as you know, are fasting and almsgiving. So I believe that these three pillars are the actual stanchions, I mean, the very things that allow our best selves to be held up and supported. And I believe these three pillars are the way to eternal life with God. They're really, really important. And Lent is special because it really is a season of instruction that invites us to take a good look at these three pillars and recognize where we need improvement in each one. But you can use the instruction at any time to build upon these three pillars of your life inside and outside of Lent. It's just that Lent is upon us at this time that I'm recording this podcast, and I'm telling you, these three pillars are worth your time and effort. Every year that I do this work, I can see what is holding me back from closeness to Christ, and I can then work on eradicating that sin all year long. I don't see this as a problem or an instance to get sad about my life anymore. I don't beat myself up or drown myself in mint chocolate chip ice cream or even a glass of wine. I just pray deeply for my weaknesses to be revealed. And of course, I do this with the intercession of the Blessed Mother. And then, yeah, there they are. You know, they're apparent. And I'm sure you know what your attachments and your sins are as well. But if you pray deeply, especially to the Blessed Mother, she will reveal them to you like over time. And, you know, there they are. So, you know, I, I think about myself as, as like saying, I see you overeating and over drinking. I see you streaks of jealousy and envy. I see you laziness, you know, that would rather scroll on my Instagram or take a quick nap rather than get to the arduous work of prayer. I do see them. And the point is, I'm aware. I'm aware of them. And awareness that weaknesses can be corrected is the first step to improving them. So I just roll up my sleeves in prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, and I get to work with the Trinity as my foundation and the Blessed Mother as my guiding force. This is challenging. Lent is really only a beginning to the rest of the year. We are all on the road to sainthood, and that road is a slow trajectory made up of small and consistent changes over time, leaning into love and abundance the whole way, both of yourself, loving yourself, and loving others. This can only be done through conscious acts of prayer, fasting, and giving. So let's get to that first amazing pillar that is so essential, and that is prayer. Prayer is the foundation of everything, and I mean everything. The Catechism clearly defines prayer as a vital and personal relationship with the living and true God. That is number 2,558. 
I have often heard that prayer is the raising of one's mind and heart to God in worship and thanksgiving, the requesting of good things from God as in petition and intercession, and also as an act of moral virtue directed towards God that some theologians say is through the cardinal virtue of justice. This makes sense because we owe God our prayers after all he has done for us. I tell you all this not to confuse you, but to help us all understand that prayer is literally the hinge between this earthly life and eternal life. And at this time, of so much juicy distraction in the form of politics, social media, entertainment, and sports, it really is easy to disregard and get distracted. But what you must know is that prayer is the hinge between this earthly life and eternal life, and that's how important it is. I first was made aware of this idea of prayer as hinge when I started praying the Liturgy of the Hours last summer. One of my clients had told me of a new program through Word on Fire Ministries that actually delivers small Liturgy of the Hours booklets to your address each month. They are sweet little orange booklets that are just beautiful, and each day has a way to pray three times a day. When you begin as a layperson, you can start small and just say one of the times or a bit of each one, however you want to do it. But regardless of how you begin, you will fall in love with this beautiful three times a day prayer routine that literally makes prayer the three hinges of your day. Interesting enough, just months before I ordered these orange booklets, I had picked up a large liturgy of the hours book in adoration. It was just sitting on a pew, and I was very attracted to what God was leading me to within those prayer pages. I was really using it just randomly because there's definitely a way to use the liturgy of the hours. Um, but even then, it was quite profound, and God was really speaking to me in those pages. And it's kind of funny because just around that same time, I'd asked my nephew, who's a priest, Father Jacob Meyer, what his favorite mode of prayer was. And of course, as a religious, he quickly answered that the Liturgy of the Hours was by far his favorite and most profound prayer book. So I knew from these three random sources, my nephew, my client, and the book that was left in the pew at Adoration week after week, that I probably should start ordering these booklets. And so I did. But before that, for years, I was loving my Magnificat prayer book that is delivered monthly, and um, I'm still reading and praying it from cover to cover. I, I'm also saying my daily rosary and other devotions throughout the church year too, and of course, I'm going to sacraments. But all of this is just since I really consistently started spiritually fasting three or four years ago. Before that, my prayer life was always active, but just smaller and only in the morning and really not as consistent. So I just want to tell you that the Liturgy of the Hours has really ramped up my prayer life and has made a huge difference in my spiritual fasting. Here is what is said about the Liturgy of the Hours on the Word on Fire website. The Liturgy of the Hours is the church's official prayer and the highest form of prayer after the Mass. It's an ancient, structured way of praying scripture throughout the day, focusing especially on the Psalms. It harkens back to the Jewish custom of praying at fixed hours, a practice continued by the early church. So recently, I have always prayed mainly in the morning, and then I had tried to sneak in an afternoon rosary after lunch, and then briefly at night before bed. Well, the Liturgy of the Hours has really changed all this because of what I read in those little tiny pages before the daily prayers even begin. It's kind of like the prelude uh, to the Liturgy of the Hours. 
written by the Word on Fire Ministries. And it says this, and I paraphrase, by the way, whereas any other person marks his day by breakfast, lunch, and dinner, one who prays the liturgy of the hours begins to make prayer the hinge of his day, opening the day with morning prayer, closing the workday with evening prayer, and ending the day with night prayer, all including worship, petition, thanksgiving, and intercession. And millions of people are praying with you. We're literally praying without ceasing day after day. So there's a few pages of what the Liturgy of the Hours does for you. And I just put that all into one paragraph. Oh, so you don't actually have to pray the Liturgy of the Hours, but I would just advise you to just pick out morning, afternoon, and evening prayer, even if it's just like a Hail Mary, something just to start this process of consistency. So because then prayer, not food or drink, becomes the hinge of your day. And so after reading that, this was my goal. And I went to work praying and preparing my day for this to happen. And you know, it's been profound. So you don't have to be praying the Liturgy of the Hours to make prayer the hinge of your day, like I said before, but you can certainly start with some type of pattern of prayer so that you can just get started. But just the thought that prayer is the hinge of my day instead of breakfast, lunch, and dinner put me on a new path. It was a real mind shift for me, a great way to really live everything in the pray and delay course. It puts pray before the food and really helps in the delay. So my food protocols and journaling became easier, and I began actually doing what I was supposed to be doing. (laughs) It became a lot easier. So these are great miracles in themselves. So prayer just helps all the actions of your day. There are so many ways to pray. Prayer is often expressed vocally when spoken or sung, and also mentally through devotionals such as the Magnificat or the Word Among Us. Both of those contain the daily Mass scripture readings and discussions and homilies. They also include reflections and traditions of the faith all the way through the church calendar. I've tried them all over the years, and I've loved every single one. I've just settled on the on the uh, Magnificat, the Rosary, and now the Liturgy of the Hours plus the Sacrament. It's all so great. Prayer can be contemplative and meditative with the Rosary and Adoration, and basically all of the sacraments are prayer and generate closeness to God. So it's all so good. Prayer also includes adoration, petition, thanksgiving, sorrow for sin, and deeply learning about ourselves and the life of Jesus. Your relationship with Jesus will come alive as you steep your prayer life. Prayer gives us the awareness, which we all know in the life coaching world is the first step to wholeness. Just becoming aware of our unconscious thoughts that sometimes drive our lives, you know, often to our detriment, that really is the first step. What are what are we thinking underneath? What are we thinking in our unconscious lives that are driving us to a place that we really don't want to go? Prayer is necessary for healing of this, for healing and goodness, getting off that vice cycle and onto the virtue cycle, because freedom is in the virtue cycle. Having a relationship with God, that is the virtue cycle. But prayer does need consistency for this to happen. It needs specific times of the day to be done. Prayer takes commitment and motivation to stick to that commitment. 
So for me, my prayer life has grown over the years, and I'm astounded how starting small so many years ago has blossomed into a vibrant prayer life that is so sustaining that it literally gives me life every morning, afternoon, and evening. It's so sustaining that if I happen to miss a morning or an evening with an unforeseen circumstance, that's really a rare occasion, by the way, but I'm really okay with that. It truly is the story of the 10 virgins who are prepared and have their lamps filled with oil ahead of time, just in case it is needed. This is one of my takes on that parable. So that parable, the 10 virgins, is found in Matthew chapter 25, verses 8 and 9, and it reads something like this. And the foolish virgins said to the wise virgins, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, since there will not be enough for us and for you, go rather to the dealers and buy for yourselves. Afterwards, the other virgins came and said, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he said in reply, Amen, I say to you, I do not know you. Therefore, stay awake, for you know neither the day nor the hour. So I think of the oil represented in this verse, this scripture verse. Really, the oil represents the presence of God and the Holy Spirit that's cultivated in our life through prayer. And then, of course, the really, really expensive type of oil that lasts forever, that's even more fortified, is by fasting. That's even more useful. But we're going to talk about fasting next week. But anyway, this oil that I'm talking about just keeps the fire burning. It is mentioned in the parable that the oil is to be purchased, which means that a price is to be paid to obtain the oil. That price to be paid is time, commitment, and consistency. To have a continual presence of God in our life, we have to pay a price by spending time at the feet of Jesus in prayer. Only a substantial presence of God in our life can keep the fire burning through the dark nights. The Liturgy of the Hours, prayed by clergy and religious of the Catholic Church at fixed times of the day, is now also being recited by devout believers and laity around the world. I did not know this, and I'm telling you it's changed my life. The Liturgy of the Hours has further entrenched me into a daily routine that keeps me faithful and consistent, making the spiritual life easier. And I'm telling you, the time I need to get things done grows. It just grows. Routine and consistency is the essence of the spiritual life and spiritual fasting. It makes everything easier. I do not describe to you a boring way of life, by the way. This is the road to freedom, as I have discovered. Conquering the evil that is in my heart has been a fascinating and challenging journey so far, and I will forever be on it. But I have traveled miles and miles, and I'm learning more than ever now. I will never stop praying, fasting, giving, and loving myself all the way to sainthood. Prayer as the hinge of our lives is a great visual to use to help you solidify the commitment. So this is the visual that keeps me committed, and I hope it works for you too. Here it is. Every door has three hinges. The hinges are connected to the door jam and the door. The door jam is immovable. It is constant, steady, always in the same place. That is God. That is heaven, eternal life, the spiritual realm. God said his kingdom would never pass away. That's the door jam. The movable portion is the door. The door is our earthly life. It's always moving. It's good and bad and open and closed. It's usually in flux, except for three things, the hinges. Oftentimes you can't even see the hinges. They're just hidden, but they are still essential to connect the door 
and the door jam. Our prayer forms the hinges connecting heaven to earth from this passing life to eternal life. And the more we figure out how to fortify those hinges and pray well, the easier our life becomes because we learn how to flourish whether life is good or bad, where the door, whether the door is swinging open or it's closing. We learn how to suffer and how to always pray because that suffering is redemptive. We learn how to align our wills with God's will. When we make prayer the hinges of our life, that pillar that is one of the stanchions of our best self is nice and strong and our best life starts to form. The spiritual fasting, the delay in pray then, follows much more easily. Starting small is the key, day by day, month by month, year by year. You can slowly build up those hinges that connect to the kingdom. Spiritual fasting begins with prayer. The delay is nothing without the pray. Try shifting the mindset of the hinges of your day from breakfast, lunch, and dinner to morning, evening, and night prayer. Obviously, you can eat three times a day, but make those mealtimes secondary to the prayer. Ask God into all of it. If you practice this enough, it will become very easy and consistent, and eventually you will find yourself eating at God's table in the kingdom, the door jam that is immovable. As Jesus says in Luke chapter 22 in verses 28 to 30, it is you who have stood by me in my trials, and I confer a kingdom on you, just as my father has conferred one on me, that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom, and you will sit on thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Take a look at your prayer life and get strategic with it. I make it simple. I use the Magnificat for daily scripture and mass readings, the rosary for contemplative prayer, and my deep connection to the Blessed Mother, of course. And then I use the Liturgy of the Hours as my hinges throughout the day. I add all that into my schedule along with the sacraments and still have plenty of time for my very active life. Start this Lent. Start small. Get creative. There is so much out there on YouTube, the Hollow app, and so much more. You don't have to use my resources. Find what moves you, what helps you stay committed and consistent. Then get motivated. Our families are watching. They need our prayers. Our priests and religious need our prayers. The world needs our prayers and we need eternal life. Our one true home, prayer is the way to get there. And I hope you pray, pray, pray this Lent. All right, if you like the podcast, please subscribe and leave a five-star review if you would so others will hear the great message of spiritual fasting and prayer and get back to the sacraments and back to Lent. Have a great week, my friends, and I will talk to you next week. May God bless you and keep you always. Hey, if you're interested in learning more about spiritual fasting and permanent weight loss, then come join my course, Delay and Pray. It's a 12-week guided course for weight loss through spiritual fasting. And you won't go through it alone either. I will be there to coach you every step of the way. There's two options to choose as well, private coaching with me or join the group coaching program to join an amazing group of like-minded Catholics who have the same goal as you, to lose that weight permanently through spiritual fasting. Both options include the same amazing online course detailing what spiritual fasting is, how to do it, and all the tools you need to get you the results you're longing for. So head over to my website right now, thecatholicfastingcoach.com, and get the details on how to join. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn as well to always get the latest daily information to keep you fasting, my friends. Can't wait to see you in there. May God bless you and keep you always. Mm-hmm.